family. Welcome back to the Marketplace Podcast. I'm your host, Priest Willis, and this is episode number 78. Today, I'm joined with Susie Moore. Susie is an entrepreneur, a writer, life coach who's based in New York City. She's a former sales leader for a Fortune 500 company, and she inspires and educates people to live the lives they imagine by tuning into their authentic power and unlocking the confidence to get what they really, really want. Susie and I had a great conversation about how people can turn that energy, the passions that they have outside of their full-time job, and turn it into side hustles. But even beyond that, how to keep their spirits alive so they don't turn rigid and angry even while working at full-time jobs. It's okay, there's there's an in there, but you gotta be working towards something. We talk about her book, What If It Does Work Out? Question mark. Turn your passion into cash, make an impact in the world, and live the life you were born to. So without further ado, here is Susie Moore. Hi, Susie. Welcome to the program. Hi, Bree. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited, too. I, you know, as I was mentioning offline, I've kind of taken in all the content that you have out there. And we'll definitely share it with our listeners in terms of the YouTube videos, the articles you have. I think you have such an amazing spirit in terms of how you speak to the entrepreneurs and some of our our deep rooted concerns about ourselves, whether it's our fears, anxiety. So I really want to talk to you about your book and so much more. But before I do, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? My career has largely been corporate until I committed to working full time on my business. I've worked for over a decade in corporate America and of course in other places, but I was working in advertising, selling software in my last job. And look, my job was fine. I could have stayed. It would have been okay. The money was certainly great. I had all the perks that come with the corporate job and the tech space. I work for a Fortune 500 company because they bought the startup that I initially worked for. Um, and there are lots of great things that came with that. And as the days went by, the weeks went by, the months went by, I just kept thinking, you know, why can't I be satisfied with this? Like, why am I ungrateful? Like, why isn't this just giving me what I want? Like, why aren't I happy? I want, why don't I feel like I'm making a real contribution? And so around the time I turned 30, you know, I'd met a couple of different life coaches and I was like, I want to try that. Like truly just give it a while. And I took some classes and immediately I just decided to launch my business all in <laughs> uh, as a side hustle, right? <laughs> so I was evenings and weekends, I was like, I'm going to start this coaching business. I'm going to see what happens. And if it flies, who knows where it can take me? So I started hustling. I started my coaching business. Literally, I decided overnight. It was that quick a decision. I was started hustling for about 18 months. And almost three years ago, I left my full-time job. So I've been working for myself now for three years. Wow. Do you think that is the biggest pivot that you've ever made in your life in terms of going from the corporate? Oh, definitely. It's the biggest change I've experienced going from, you know, doing what you're told in a job. I mean, unless you're, even if you're a very, very senior at a company, there's always a CEO or president, you know, pushing down an agenda. So I guess the first time that I felt like I have complete ownership of my work, I manage my schedule and I make my own decisions and I only do projects that feel right for me. So talk about that. Was that more of an emotional decision or did you look at it financially and say, look, five years from now, I'll do better for myself because I've read in places that you made deep into the six figures. So you made some oh, yeah. really good money in the corporate world. So how did you really calculate to make this decision just to cut it loose? 
Such a good question. So both ways. Emotionally, my job was nice. I was thankful for it, but I didn't love it. And I know that I have a lot of life left, right? I have a lot that I want to give and I want to do. Yeah, I was working and I was busy, but it wasn't my life's work. I knew that what I was doing wasn't my life's work. Mm. And if I look back and, you know, I had my career to show and I didn't make any changes, I wouldn't have been satisfied with that. I would have had a lot of regret. So emotionally, I was completely committed to doing my own thing. And then financially, the more and more I just even understood the market and I would look, even working in tech, I'd see people being laid off in droves, mm-hmm. especially after a certain age, mm-hmm. right? It happens after a certain age, you see it too. And I was like, that's just not going to happen to me. I'm going to be in charge of what happens to me. And it's not going to be based on one person's decision if I have a livelihood or not. I think your story is so amazing because I work in the corporate field as well. And I've been at companies where they lay off people in droves, just as you mentioned. But one of the things that I've noticed on you, and I can just, again, sense it on you just spiritually, that you have this positive attitude about yourself. You keep such a good energy. And I know people in the corporate realm. There's a lot of people, I shouldn't say everyone, but they get really rigid and sometimes get warped because they are doing jobs that they don't want. How do you keep such level of happiness that you do in positive energy? Because I'm sure there's even being an entrepreneur, maybe now more than ever, you get thrown stuff thrown your way all the time. So how do you stay in that zone? Oh my gosh, it's such a roller coaster. You're right. And look, and a lot of people out there are miserable, right? Not everyone, but a lot of people are miserable. They don't like their job. They don't like, you know, where they're at in life. I had someone say something really depressing recently. I was at a birthday and he was like, I don't like my birthday. And I was like, oh, don't say that. Birthdays are fun. And he's like, no, every year that goes by is another year that I've realized that I'll never have the life that I thought I'd have. (laughs) Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, because (laughs) I don't allow myself to think those thoughts. And typically I'm not around. I'm, I'm very intentional about who I spend time with. So this was like, you know, a friend of a friend at a party, but typically the, the, the people who I associate with, who I, you know, who I vacation with, who I have dinner with, who I just spend my, you know, my precious time with, they're either, they have similar energy or ideas to me that kind of in this world too, or they have a similar level of what I just call emotional fitness. They practice some of the same things that I do because I consider it very important to always just be managing your energy. And I have, you know, my self-help rituals, which I kind of manage day to day. I'm I'm very on purpose about who I spend time with and when and why. That's really important, who you spend time with, when and why. Because a lot of us do stuff that just doesn't really matter. We're spending time with people that really aren't investing into us and investing into others. And that's okay if the dog kind of has his own... (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Shared office, friendly, dog friendly. Love it. (laughs) So, you know, but again, you have such a rich corporate experience in Silicon Valley where it can be at its most hostile in many ways for different reasons. And a lot of people face that. But do you think, Susie, and let me ask this question, and this is something that, you know, I was talking to a friend. She's deciding to maybe leave a current role that she has to do some other stuff that she wants to do for herself. Now, she doesn't know what that other stuff is, but she just knows what she's currently doing isn't healthy. Do you think when you're stuck in that crossroads that it really boils down to, look, if you can't find a good reason to stay, then you're staying for all the wrong reasons, i.e. money, for example. Mm. Well, and look, we all need money, right? So money's a good thing. And it's important to feel financially stable because if you just take a leap of faith and go out on your own with no revenue coming in, with no experience in terms of how to run a business, run a balance sheet, manage your margins, you'll be making decisions and trying to get clients 
in your business out of fear isn't which number one isn't sexy but it's also <laughs> like you don't make the best decisions when you're afraid right you make decisions when you're coming from a place of confidence and love and you know feeling creative so it sounds like this woman is like a lot of people right who's like sticking around for the paycheck i mm. mean truly i mean even the, the most recent Gallup uh, survey that I read said that 87% of Americans aren't engaged at work, 87. So 13% of people are happy, right, wow. and engaged in what they're doing. So that's such a depressing statistic. It doesn't have to be that way. So a lot of people aren't engaged. So if she's hating it, it's probably wise to find another job and start a side hustle because you never want to be in a toxic place. But if you're in a job which you can tolerate for a bit longer and get something going on the side to get your sea legs, yeah. to get like some cash coming in to figure out another revenue stream so you'll feel safer. It'll feel like a, a smart, more strategic move to go out on your own. Then I would recommend that. Side hustling, really? I joke that it's the answer to all your problems. You want more money? Side hustle. What more <laughs> options? Side hustle. What more creativity? Side hustle. Like it's really the answer for lots of people. It really is. Obviously, Uber and Airbnb and all these other sharing economy things and just other side hustles in general, not just Uber and that has shown mm -hmm. people that there are other ways to make money, find outlets that you enjoy plugging into if your full-time job doesn't satisfy that need necessarily. Exactly. There are so, I mean, there's no excuses. You can start something like truly zero to one entrepreneurial, or there are so many amazing places where you can just sign yourself up and do extra work. So like the world's made it very easy for you to be successful right now as a side hustler. Because you are such a tangible example that I have right now on the air with me, I really want to see if I can drill down into the sacrifice you made to become an entrepreneur and how much more rewarding it's been. So the number that I've heard was you made at the time you were leaving was somewhere in the neighborhood of $500,000 a year, which is a yeah. substantial amount of money. And yeah. you decide that you're going to leave that job to now go yeah. and, <laughs> and do You're already <laughs> laughing. So I think that's an indication of what you, how crazy, how crazy it may seem to some. Um, right. What did you gain? What did you give up when you made that decision? So, for example, you gained your happiness, obviously, because you were doing mm -hmm. a job that you didn't love. But what kind yep. of money were you walking away from and things of that nature? So the money was great. And the, the thing that you have with the salary is, you know, month to month, you're paid the same, right? If you take a vacation, if you have a great month, like it doesn't really matter. You just have your, you tend to have your consistent you know, income. And in sales, it's a little bit different because, you know, a large portion of it's commission based. But the way that I thought about it was like, yeah, look, I had a great year, especially my last year in, <laughs> as a corporate employee, I, you know, I had a great year. But it was, it was a little better than great. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> it was a great year. But also, I know that there's not just one way to be successful, right? There are lots of ways to be successful. And just say I was to continue in, say, a job like the one that I was in. Would the next year be the same? Could be. Would I get fired? Maybe. Like, it's so unpredictable. You really don't know what's going to come next for you. And people ask me sometimes, is, you know, being entrepreneurial, is that just like in your bones or is it something that you can become? And I think anyone can become it if you want it. But for me, like working was always felt temporary. I always wanted to work for myself. And so the way that I thought about it was if I can succeed at this and I don't love it, the potential for me to do like, you know, work that I really love and the upside, like potential, it's going to, it's massive. That's a really so good point. I, I, I took it as like a nudge in the right direction. Like, hey, girl, you're doing okay. And <laughs> you're feeling just, you know, feeling kind of average here, right? <laughs> and restless. Go, go forth. I took it as probably the opposite way that other people might. I guess that comes back down to your outlook, right? If you're kind of mm -hmm. negative about the approach, then it may not work out and it's probably not for you anyways. But if you're going to be positive, 
You know, one of my favorite sayings was from a movie called Shawshank Redemption that says either get busy living or get busy dying. I mean, we only have a couple options in this thing, right? So That's right. And I also thought to myself, what's the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing that can happen is this. I'll go out, right? Because I was already side hustling. So I already had clients. I was already had like my paid writing gigs. That's a crucial difference, right? I'm not saying to anyone ever, I recommend mortgage your house and, you know, go follow your dream. No, we'll be very responsible and hedge in terms of what we're doing. So I was already making money, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't the same money. I was making around $4,000 a month on the side that didn't feel like making money and that was just working a few hours a week right Mm -hmm. so the way that I thought about it was the worst thing that can happen is I'll leave I'll hate it I'll hate not having structure I'll hate not having a paycheck every month I'll hate not being around my friends at work I'll hate you know all the perks not having them and so I'll end up exactly where I was probably in in a different company but in the same position so if I was already living my worst case scenario, right. <laughs> like the worst thing that could happen is I'd end up in another job like my last job, then there really felt like no risk for me. You know what's so interesting about what you're saying? I know people are listening right now and they're thinking to themselves, yeah, I know that. But the one thing that continues to stop them is something as simple as fear. Fear continues mm-hmm. to paralyze people from making decisions or believing they're not good enough or, uh, oh, yeah. uh, you know, my writing sucks or whatever it is you're trying to do. They always believe the worst in them. How, Susie, can yeah. people get past that fear? So this is a question. I mean, there's a saying I love about fear that fear kills more dreams than failure ever could. Mm. Right. So fear stops you from getting started and it will always be a component in your life. It's a component of my life, obviously, because I'm always pushing myself to do new things, but it's something that you can manage, right? Like feeling afraid is very normal. It's completely human. Fear in you know, some ways is very, very healthy, but it doesn't have to be in the driver's seat of your life. You can be in the driver's seat and fear can sit patiently next to you. Right? <laughs> it doesn't have to make your decisions for you. And the one thing that I think most people just really need to know and they don't is no one is you. Mm-hmm. Right. No one is you. No one can do what you do. No one can do it the way you do it. Let the world know about it. Let the world know who you are, because who you are is enough. And there is a place for you doing what it is that you want to do. You can believe that or not believe that. And if you don't believe that, that's cool. Right. Maybe, you know, something I don't. But <laughs> from what I've seen from like the people that I've coached and people who've taken my programs and you know, worked with me, they I know that this is true. Like I know this at my core level. This is true. So it's not even about convincing someone that, you know, you can overcome fear. You never overcome it. You just feel it and move forward anyway. Susie, one of the things that one of my mentors told me about fear is that fear just means F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. You know, a Mm -hmm. lot of times there are things that aren't even true that you believe the worst in it. And it appears very real to you and very tangible, but it's not real at all. Because to your point, You are the only you. You're the only one that's going to cut this path and go out there and do what Priest or Susie is going to do because there's Mm -hmm. no one like you two. And there never will be, right? There never will be another you. So what are you waiting for? That's right. (laughs) And, you know, I was actually, I was writing a column today. I write for this gorgeous website called Greatest. And I wrote about thinking about your life in terms of years so far. So I'm 33. I'm going to be 34 in January. And I was like, gosh, if I'm really lucky, say I live to 85, I've had well over a third of my life already. Imagine like an hourglass. I'm like, hey, a massive chunk of my life has already passed. I'm not waiting for anything. (laughs) And by the way, that's if you're lucky to live that long. No one has any clue how long they're going to be on the planet. There's this old saying that, you know, if death has a 100% success rate, hell yeah. (laughs) And find that very motivating. And in the face of just 
everyone's certain death, I think we could relax a bit. That's very, very powerful. One of the things I was going to ask you was that you're such a great writer. And again, that's one of the ways I came across you was I read a couple articles from you and about you. And Mm -hmm. your book that I want to talk about a little bit is what Mm -hmm. if it does work out? Question mark. How does a side hustle change your life? And Mm -hmm. what you had in there were really, really practical items. In fact, one of the reviews about it, somebody gave you a five star out there and said it was a great little pick me up, a quick and easy read with some practical advice. Great for entrepreneurs and reminders and mantras to help push you through the challenges you're facing. And so a lot of times we read these books, but we really don't allow these books to push us forward. The reason why I love dealing with podcasts and reading books from people like yourself is because you've been through it, you faced it, and it kind of is an encouragement, almost like you're there pushing me through. What are some key things out of this book, Susie? Would you say, hey, if you opened up this book, this is the first thing I want you to know about it to get you started? The first thing I would say is if you're curious about starting a side hustle, if the thoughts cross your mind, you're probably in a really great place to begin one. Maybe you have a side hustle too, and it's limping along a little bit, right? doesn't have the momentum or the growth that you're hoping for. This book is also for you. Sometimes we just need to bring it back to the basics, feel energized again, be reminded of who we are again, and know that truly the path of possibility is completely unique for you and it exists for you. Mm. So when it comes to starting a side hustle, I think some of the key things that people get out of the book, not only just the scripts and the actual precise takeaways that you can get. Uh, I wanted to make it very, very tangible and concrete because sometimes I find that self-help books or business books, they say things like, you know, follow your dreams or go for it, but that's it. Right. And, <laughs> and it's like, well, how about, you know, like a bit of a step-by-step guide, right? Like, so I wanted to make it really like, gosh, I read the book and now I know exactly what to do, or I'll put, I'm putting down the books. I'm taking action right now. Right. And action is where the magic happens, right? As we know. So I would say if this even crossed your mind, years late in your side hustle, begin, <laughs> begin. Like it's never too late in your life. That no idea is too crazy. And truly, I can't repeat it enough. Nobody is you. And the people who I've seen who've read the book, who've got different things from it, they're very, very different people, different parts of the world, different side hustles. But I've made it as general and specific as possible. So you can use your unique gifts and apply it and get the most out of who you are. You know, Susie, you talk about being the original you. So I want to take this conversation in a certain direction and you kind of speak to it in the book, but you talk Mm -hmm. specifically about Mm self-promotion. And a lot of times in our Twitter feeds, we see quotes with people's faces in there and Instagram posts. We're inundated with all this kind of stuff. How do you walk such a fine balance with being who you are, promoting Mm -hmm. yourself to obviously get your brand out there, but Mm -hmm. not be an ass about it? Well, I think you're only being an ass about it if you're upsetting people, if you're actually offending people. And I have plenty of haters, by the way, right? So, And look, that's okay with me because they're not my focus. We right? all have I, haters. Anyone who's successful has haters. The more successful, the more haters. So haters are a good <laughs> thing. Talk about it. Just say I'm quoting myself. I'm not going to say, I hate priests. And that's my quote, right? <laughs> or people who do this or do that are stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's not cool, right? In any way, it's not cool to make someone feel bad. It's not cool to make someone feel bad on purpose and it's not cool to criticize anyone or focus on anyone but yourself and what it is that you know and what it is that you do. So people often, if they're triggered by something, so if someone's like, oh, um, that guy's so arrogant or that girl's so arrogant, it's often just because we're resentful of where we're at. Right. So if we're very quick to jump to, I mean, I felt it when I used to see life coaches who were like on TV or whatever, I'd be like, oh, she doesn't know anything. (laughs) I know way more than her, you know, and it's because I was jealous. Right. So in that way, like my resentment showed me the way, like it showed me what I wanted. 
when it comes to like you know being arrogant or being an ass i feel that way if i feel people are being rude on purpose intentional about upsetting others that's not nice but if you just tell the truth if you tell the truth and focus on yourself and what it is that you know and what it is that you do, the problems you solve, the value you add, your people will find you. Your people will find you and your people are all you need to worry about. That's really good. So what kind of actionable steps can I take here, Susie, when I'm listening to you? This mm-hmm. is all stuff or at least a very small portion of things that you talk to your clients about to get them geared up and go attack the world the next day. What mm-hmm. are some things that as I'm listening to this podcast right now that I should get up? And maybe get involved in, is it a meetup? Should I get online and just start a business, no matter if I think it's crappy or not? How should I approach this on day one? On day one, if you're looking for your side hustle idea, I guess where a lot of people are at when they pick up the book or they're in the very early stages, you have to like create three lists and make sure that your side hustle, which you're going to launch with on every single list. So the first thing is you have to love it, right? You have to love it. For example, I chose coaching, not importing goods from China and selling them at a profit in the US because I don't care about that, right? I just, I don't care about that. So I chose coaching and writing because I love it. I do it for free. I love it. I'm, I'm so energized after a day of doing my work. The second thing is you have to be good at it. And often we're so quick to discount what we're good at because it comes so naturally to us. We'll say, oh no, that was nothing. It's like, no, planning that party wasn't nothing. Helping your friend first divorce, that wasn't nothing. Finding that dream home and purchasing it for 25K under budget, that wasn't nothing. Mm. You know, we're so quick to discount what it is we're good at. And the third thing is there has to be a market for it. So if you love something, you are good at something and people will pay for it. You have a great side hustle on your hot little hands. <laughs> <laughs> Truly make sure, because you can say, oh, I could be this, I could be that, you know, that I could do, be interior design, I could do photography, you know, so it's like list it. You, do you love it? Do you love it? Are you good at it? Are people already paying for it? Thank you to our sponsor Thrive Theme for today's episode. Thrive Themes has blazingly fast WordPress templates and plugins built to get more traffic, more subscribers, more clients and more customers for you. Thrive Themes makes more than just themes. The company is well known for its powerful array of marketing tools and plugins for WordPress, such as Thrive Leads, Thrive Content Builder, and Thrive Headline Optimizer. I use them and I've created a site and a plugin for a site called IWantToBeAnAffiliate.com literally in a matter of 30 minutes. I downloaded WordPress, plugged in Thrive Themes, and it worked fine. Go into today's episode, click on the link that says Thrive Themes, and you'll be taken to their site. You definitely want to give them a try. Thrive Themes, a blazingly fast WordPress template and plugin for your site. You know, that's really good. Do you love it? Are you good at it? Because sometimes we're trying to think, well, what am I good at? But sometimes it's that thing that just you instinctively do, whether it's cooking or fixing a car, whatever it may be. Oh, yeah. You don't even think you're good at it because it comes to you second nature where I look at a car and cooking a pie. I don't mind eating the pie, but but cooking the pie, I am not your guy. So you are absolutely spot on about finding the side hustles and really maybe taking a day aside and digging into the soul of who you are. Because sometimes we listen to a podcast like this and we're like, okay, I'm starting a podcast. I'm going to start up the site that Pre said, do (laughs) cryptocurrency and the new hot thing out there. And it's like. No, listen, that's not your gain is in your lane. Do what you do. And that's where your increase will come from, essentially. Oh, 100%. And like when you think about it, only you are you. 
you can get data from other people. Ask your friends. Tell people, like, what do you come for me, like, to me for? What have I helped you with? Let people tell you what it is that you're good at because they will be honest with you. Maybe not your mom. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but if you say, if you ask your friends, hey, what have I, what have I helped you with or what, what do you come for me for? Pay attention to if people are always calling you saying, hey, I'm about to go in for an interview. Can I just speak to you for a minute? Like, because you give great advice on that. Or if someone's like, hey, I'm about to set up my online profile for dating. Could, could you like help me? It's like, these are all side hustles. <laughs> like these are, oh, hey, I'm about to create a website. Can I get you like design ideas? Or can you help me create a logo? Right, so pay attention to what people are coming to you for, what problems you're already solving, and realize that you just need to monetize them. You that, just need to put a price on it and package it. That's a really good point, leveraging your social media friends. And I put an asterisk here because I have only 252 friends or somewhere thereabouts, but I can name them all. I know where I know them from on Facebook, mm-hmm. and they are true friends, so I truly value yep. their feedback. And I learned last year to, yeah, ask them questions. What do you think about this logo? What do you think about this mm-hmm. idea? And most of the time, they'll respond back and you can collect that data in real time. That's a very, very good insight there. Yeah, it's get the feedback, get the real-time data feedback from the people who know you, and they will tell you. It's funny because I was selling software for so long, working in advertising, and when I said, hey, I've got a site, well, I didn't even say it was a site hustle because that term wasn't used back then, but I was like, hey, I'm launching like a passion project business, and it's coaching. No one was surprised who knew me. Like, no one was surprised because they'd always come to me for advice. It always comes to me to listen, you know, or to give them some confidence, uh, advice for a great book, or, you know, whatever it may be. People won't be surprised. Your gifts are obvious to other people, and often it's it's like we're in the job, we can't read the label, (laughs) right? We're better than we think we are. That's right. So what can we expect from you next? What do you have? I know the coaching piece takes up a lot, writing the book. Again, the book for those that want to get it is called What If It Does Work Out? Question mark. How a Side Hustle Can Change Your Life. That's the book that I've read that I think is so awesome. You need to get it today. What are some other things that you're working on that you'd like to share? I have online program, which is basically, it's an active version of the book with lots more detail and, and steps and so forth. It's called Side Hustle Made Simple. You can check it out at sidehustlemadesimple.com. And also you touched on self-promotion actually in this interview. I'm launching a course over the next few weeks specifically about how to get great media, like land great media for free called Five Minutes to Famous. Five Minutes to Famous. I like that. You- yes. And that's how that's how you found out about me. Right, Priest? Because you <laughs> saw me somewhere. <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> so it works. <laughs> that's right. You, I, listen, if anybody can write the book on that and make the website, it's you because you're right. <laughs> I, I found you out in the, the interwebs somewhere. Yeah, and this is what happens when you're in the media. So I have simple.com and then 5minutestofamous.com. That's where you can check them out. I'm going to actually put up the video that I watched with you on. I believe it was like a Channel 4 in Florida or somewhere thereabouts. So I'm going to put that out so people can see it. So your media is real. I'll put the link out there. If people want to get in touch, Susie, and they want to connect with you either through social media or they want to get within your coaching and you're open to clients, how can they do that? The best way to get like free information from me and get lots of goodies is joining my email list. If you go to my website, Susie, S-U-S-I-E dash more, M-O-O-R-E.com. If you put in your just first name and email, you'll get my free life coaching guide. And then every Sunday, you'll get a free weekly confidence injection from me in the terms of like an email and a blog post. So I recommend you definitely sign up for that. And then once you're on that, you have my email address too. There you go, guys. Again, the book is What If It Does Work Out? How a Side Hustle Can Change Your Life. She has 
famous in five minutes, five minutes, you're famous. Five minutes, you're famous. Yeah, yeah. There, you there you go. You're, you'll be famous in minutes. Let's <laughs> in minutes. <laughs> Susie, thank you so much for your time. You've been so gracious and thank you for all the insight here. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Fries. This was so much fun. It's been lovely connecting with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. The next episode of the Marketplace Podcast drops on Sunday, drops every Sunday. If you like what we're doing, leave us a rating, a review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. It's a great way to help others find out about the show. I got love for you, and I know you have it for me. Help me raise the bar even higher. For more information about the show, follow me on Twitter at the handle P. Willis Sr. Until next Sunday, keep dreaming, keep pushing. And I'll do the same, and I'll talk to you soon. I'm the best ever. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. <laughs>